Hello and welcome to Frankston Basketball Radio. I'm Paulo Kennedy. We've got a jam-packed edition for you today, including some of our young stars representing Victoria at the National State Championships. We've got a Siebel update from two really exciting games on the weekend. And to start off with, I've got Dion Paul with me, the Frankston Basketball Association's competitions guru. And just to give us a quick wrap-up of grand final day for domestic last weekend. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, it was a big day. About three and a half thousand people come through the door. So uh, a bit of a new setup this year. Got some really good feedback in regards to that. So I had presentations out the front, a couple of marquees, food trucks. So be looking at repeating that again in six months' time. And the, the word was there was a great sort of family community atmosphere about the day. Yeah, everyone got involved. So always a great, great club presence. Um, good to see a few close games across the board of the day, a few overtime games. And it was a... One of the 12 boys game went to about triple overtime, so wow. that's what you want. Yeah, yeah that's that we've been nervous being a parent at that one. Now, exciting times with the new season starting as well, um, a new milestone for Frankston basketball. Yeah, it certainly is, Paul. Uh, we've had 500 junior registrations come through, so of those, about 390 kids playing, sorry, teams playing on the Saturdays, just means I'm gonna have a few more games to so that's try and fit 500 in. junior teams registered. It is, yeah. So that's another 50% growth on last season, so looking really good. Just uh, would love to have the extra courts online here to, to accommodate that. So we're bringing uh, Bomb Beach online at Chelsea uh, on the Saturdays, Saturday mornings to look after those teams, just while we're waiting for the redevelopment to kick off. And Dion, some milestones for a couple of our junior clubs as well, some really impressive milestones. Yeah, it certainly is. For the first time ever, we've had two clubs with over 50 teams registered for the winter season, so... Uh, well done to Woodland Warriors and Metalizer Meteors. That's a huge effort. And Dorinia as well, a little bit of motivation for them come yeah. next season. Almost there, sitting on 46 at the moment. So yeah, next season, you think they might be able to tick over that 50 mark as well. So it just shows what a great community organisation this is, banding together all these clubs who are just promoting basketball and promoting healthy lifestyles. It's, it's a great news story. Absolutely, yeah. Frankston RSL Club is a vibrant hub of activity. It's a great place to relax and meet friends, enjoy exciting live entertainment, watch some sport on the big screens, or enjoy a relaxing cup of coffee. Come and try our fine cuisine for lunch or dinner seven days a week. Families are always welcome, and we have a children's playground, along with three playstations for the kids to enjoy. If you are looking for a function venue anywhere on the Mornington Peninsula, you need look no further than the Frankston RSL. We have great function facilities that are versatile enough to cater for all types of events. The exceptional quality of our facilities and our attention to detail is equaled only by the extraordinary standard of customer service offered to you and your guests. Open seven days. Visitors welcome. Frankston RSL, proud partners of Frankston Blues. Hello and welcome back to Frankston Basketball Radio. We've got a very special guest all the way from New Jersey in the USA. It's the Lady Blues import Chelsea Schneider, who was part of an impressive win on the weekend over Nutter Wadding. Chelsea, welcome to Frankston Basketball Radio. Thank you and thanks for having me. Talk us through the weekend's game. It was, I would imagine you'd say, the best four-quarter performance you've put together as a team so far. Uh, I definitely agree. Um... I think we finally are starting to mesh together and play together as a team and we kind of know how each of us plays um, so we're able to build on the first three games and hopefully we can continue to do so. 
Well, what's the identity of this team? What do you think are going to be your real strengths as the season wears on? Um, I think we have a variety of players. Um, we have me and myself who plays inside a lot, and then we have other players like Carly can shoot the three fantastically, which she's been doing, and then we have Tanea who can also shoot and attack the basket, so we have a, a wide diversity on the team, so it'll definitely be helpful down the road. Talk to me what it's like teaming up with Carly. She's such a multi-skilled big, isn't she? She is. It's actually a, it's very impressive to watch and be on the floor with her. Um, I think I'll definitely take some pointers and learn a li little bit from her as well. Maybe she can teach me to shoot the three a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, the, obviously, offensively, things worked well on the weekend, but so much of that was generated from the defense. Um, you really locked the Spectres down. Like, what's... What's the key to the D that you guys are putting together at the moment? Um, the defense, I think just the more we play it, the, the better we'll become at it. Uh, I think our biggest fault before was our lack of communication and you know not really understanding each other that much. But now that we're a few games in, um, we're learning to talk to each other more and just learning where to be. It's definitely, I think it will be a... Hard defense to play against the rest of the season. And is that sort of a really important job of yours? You're at the back of the defense, being the, the eyes and ears for everybody else and, and talking and getting that communication happening? Yeah, I think, I mean, everybody in the defense is just as important, but I'll definitely continue to try to play my part and be just as vocal, if not more. Fantastic. So talk us about your journey. How did you make it out here to Frankston? How did that come about? It's been a long journey. Um, so I actually... This is my first season back after having a ACL injury, so I had surgery. And then I had started talking to Mikey actually uh, a few months before I was supposed to come here. And then, you know, a few things happened and we didn't think I was going to end up coming here, but we stayed in touch and kind of kept talking to each other. And then sort of three weeks before I was supposed to come here, he, it worked out and now I'm here. <laughs> Unbelievable. So what's your, um, what's your impressions of Frankston basketball? Not, not just the Blues, but the whole association and the millions of kids who are running around here on these courts all the time. Uh, I absolutely love it here so far. I mean, I don't think I've met anyone that hasn't been super friendly and welcoming and everybody's always trying to help me out, which is great. And then the kids and the fans are all awesome. Uh, everybody's always screaming my name, so I have to try to learn their names as well. But it's been fun trying to get to know everybody. And what are your hopes for the season? You're starting to get a bit of an eye on the competition in the Siebel now. What do you think is the ceiling for the Lady Blues this year? Um, well, I told the girls as soon as I got here that I wanted to win a championship, so I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, high hopes for the season for Chelsea. Thanks for joining us and good luck this week. All right, thank you very much. The VA Group is working to become the benchmark for progressive and motivated business owners as a worthwhile partner, assisting them to achieve their objectives, growth plans and work-life balance. Every day we assist our clients to legally minimise taxation, increase profit and earnings, reduce costs and expenses, build and protect their wealth. Give us a call on 1300 196 465 or email tax at vagroup.com.au to organise a financial health check or just have a chat about what we can do for you.
Welcome back to Frankston Basketball Radio. Mikey Brookins, the Lady Blues coach, is with us. He's actually going to talk about the men's game today, but firstly, Mikey, you must have been very happy with Saturday night. Yeah, I thought uh, we did well. We had a few players out um, at under-18 nationals. Shout out to those girls, Chelsea D'Angelo, Eminem uh, Curvis, and Lana Hollingsworth. They're, they're competing out there at the moment. So um, players stepped up. Um, Tori uh, Jackson, whose mom actually came through here, she's a second-generation blue. She got the start and performed really well. So the girls have started. They've, they've, uh, they've gelled pretty quickly. Now it's just a matter of us getting some defensive consistency. So the game and was was much better defensively and especially rebounding wise for us. So I was happy with uh, with the result. And you talk about Tori stepping up, but then yeah. you stepped up into the commentary booth. You did special <laughs> comments. You did play by play. You did it all in the men's game, and and what a great game to call. Yeah, it was actually. You know, the Spectres were coming off. Uh, uh, a game uh, against Kilsyth on the Friday night, and our boys were coming off a disappointing loss in Ballarat. So there was a lot on the line for both teams. Uh, one team wanted to keep its supremacy in the conference. The other team wanted to look to get that first win of the season. So it was, it was, it was definitely back and forth, a lot to see, and just tried my best to, to relay that to the people at home. And a great battle inside, a battle of contrast with Con and Swatella for, for Nunna Wadding, and then... Uh, the big guys, Bus and Francis, the mobile big guys for the Blues. What did you make of that battle? I thought Alex did an extremely good job of using his his speed and athleticism uh, to challenge uh, Simon Kahn on the offensive end. Uh, I think where we saw probably a bit of uh, a disparage was probably on the defensive end where we really couldn't control Simon Kahn on that end. I thought we did a really good job on, on, on Dane Swatella. He had a couple of lucky shots, but other than that... Um, I thought I thought defensively did well on them as far as Nate was concerned. Nate got hot early, and kind of went away from him, but we got back to him in, at the end of the game. So they both, uh, I thought they held their own against Nunawading. So, so two close losses last week for the men's team, but are we starting to see them really actually gel together and, and start to show the sort of basketball they can play? I think I think for the men's team, the biggest thing is finding finding their feet and finding their role and where their shots going to come from and stuff like that. The more they play together, the better the better they'll be. Even defensively, uh, getting a sync of of what kind of team that they want to be, what kind of what kind of uh, pressure they want to bring, and so on and so forth. And I think once they probably get a couple more games under their belt, then they'll start to really flourish and, and find their their identity. Because right now, I think that's what they're searching for. Um, where the points are going to come from, how they're going to get them, how they're going to get stops and stuff like that. And that just comes from, it's a relatively young and new side, so that it just takes a lot more. And um, when you're playing against teams of history, like Nunna Wadding have been together forever, it's, it's a tough ask for a new group to just got put together to, to, um, to beat that sort of thing. And they'll be facing that all throughout the season. So they're basically getting a crash course in, in how to be uh, a team. So they're, the individual parts are good. Now collectively they can put that together. They, they have, some, have some really good upside later on in the season. Something I like, last year's men's team has probably had more experience, but they really dropped away late in games. And I yeah. like the fact that last week in two games they really showed fight to fight the game out, give themselves a chance to win. And as you said, for a new team and a young team, that, that's a promising sign. Definitely. And they just got to find a way to bring that last quarter sort of energy into the first quarter to start games and that's probably the hardest thing to teach 
young athletes and to teach young teams is that intensity and um, how to prepare and bring that from the start instead of waiting for the opportunity um, to present itself where you're down or you're in a fight situation. you got to bring that fight from the front. And uh, the team has two good leaders that understand that, and I'm sure they'll they'll start to bring that at the beginning of the game. Of course, the big Anzac Day clash coming up against Dandenong, the local rival. That's uh, you got high hopes for for both our teams in that game. Yeah, look, the 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 men definitely. Um, I think uh, they have a good opportunity here. Dandenong's also a young and a new team, but uh, but as far as their system and coach, he's been there for a while, so. Um, they'll be battling the system a bit, but I think they can. They have a really good opportunity to um, to get one there. Uh, I think coming off uh, those two tough losses, um, I think they're ready. I think they're they're hungry. I think the, I think they'll bring that energy early. It'll be it'll be a close game throughout, and it'll just come down to if we can find our feet in the um, in the last quarter. And uh, for the women, Danielle right now is the best best team in the competition, hands down. Shooting, I think some a godly number from the field and from the three-point line, especially importing their WNBL team into Siebel. So they're the benchmark of the league right now so for our women's team. Um, I think for us it'll, it'll give us a clue of where we're at and how far we can go. We're definitely a couple of, couple of months off the mark of being at our best. You know, we really haven't had um, everyone there to, to train and take part and so on and so forth. Next week will be the first week that we've had everyone at a training for two trainings. So it'll be a good good indication in that game where we're at and what we may need to change or not change. But um, it'll be two good games on the day and uh, people definitely get their money's worth. Excellent. It's an exciting week for Frankston basketball with three of our girls representing both Vic Metro and Vic Country at the National Under-18 Championships up in Townsville. Mikey Brookins, you got an update on how the girls are going and how their teams are going? Yes, both uh, Country and Metro are undefeated um, at the moment. Uh, uh, Chelsea D'Angelo is playing for Vic Country. She's having a really good tournament. She's averaging uh, around 18 points a game and three assists, so she's definitely leading her team in just, that aspect. Uh, just tell us a little bit about her as a player. What, what um, Chelsea, I call I call her uh, I call her Tanea Phillips Mini Me because <laughs> she's she's just she she's just as dynamic, getting to the basket, good shooter, um, definitely plays really well off the ball. Her movement off the ball is phenomenal. She works in really well with Tanae and Carly because they're great passers. So she kind of, she can average anywhere between 12 to, to 20 points a game in Siebel because of her, her movement and ability to finish and shoot the ball. So she's a very special talent um, that I think um, is going to really flourish if she decides to go to college, which I think she will. I think she'll have a really good college career and hopefully we can get her on the way back and just uh, take advantage of her as, at, at the moment while we can in the Siebel ranks. And uh, two of our girls playing for Vic Metro, how are they going? Yeah, it's Lana Hollingsworth and, uh, and Emma Nan Curvis. Um, Lana's been playing really well. She has solid eight points a game, uh, three rebounds, two assists. Lana's uh, the defensive stopper. She's the one you put, you want someone to shut someone down. She's the one to do it. Um, so she's, she's playing on some of the best players in the country right now. Exactly, and she also brings that to the Siebel um, team also. She, she definitely brings a... Um, uh, someone I can plug in and we don't drop off at all offensively or defensively. Um, very smart kid. Uh, Emma Nan Curvis is starting to find her feet there. She struggled a little bit early, but now she's uh, she's really um, implementing her, her size by getting uh, double-figure um, rebounds. 
and uh, not not big on the score sheet, but um, but she's definitely holding her own down there. So she's also starting to play well. I expect both of these teams to meet each other in the final, and then and there'll be some bragging rights up for for grabs between D'Angelo and the other two. So well, could we see Lana playing on D'Angelo in the final? Perhaps I, I think that would probably be the matchup to watch, and it'll be it'll be a good it'll be a good matchup. I get to watch it every week during training, and it's fun to watch. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time, Mikey. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to Frankston Basketball Radio. The stadium redevelopment has been in the news this week uh, in the Herald Sun and also on 3AW where Frankston and District Basketball Association President Gary Emery was interviewed. Let's take a listen to that now. Now, this is an issue which is really close to my heart and we're hearing it happen right across Melbourne now. Councils say they're reacting to the Andrew government's Andrew's government's cap on rates by bumping up rents of community sport such as stadiums, ovals, facilities and I think that's disgusting in Frankston the local basketball league has had its rent of the stadium doubled you would have seen they had a protest late yesterday now community sport I found it with my kids it's absolutely vital it builds a sense of self-worth but it also builds a sense of community and we got on so well with all the parents at our local footy club for instance anything that puts it out of reach to families is an abrogation of responsibility by all branches of government. The state and local government could should get into rooms together, bang their heads together and work it out. To do so, to, to put any of these community services as a danger is a disgrace. 96 900 693 13 13 32. Your thoughts on that. Gary Emery is the president of the Frankston and District Basketball Association. Gary, thanks for your time. Hello, Nick. Thanks for speaking to me. Your editorial was uh, fantastic. You've taken all my thunder. Oh well, <laughs> don't don't let you can still come in off the long run. Um, I, I I heard what happened to you. You had your rent doubled. Um, that is just appalling. So what did the how did the council justify it? Well, the council justified simply by saying that they need a return on their investment, and that to me is a nonsense when you're talking about a not-for-profit organisation full of volunteers. Um, we're being basically being penalised for being financially responsible. And and also, you, uh, what I liked about your demonstration yesterday is the passion of the young people. It means, it means so much to them, doesn't it? Massive turnout. It was fantastic. Um, cold, wet business day. Uh, 500 angry supporters. It was fantastic to see. We had great support. State member for Frankston was there. Basketball Victoria president and CEO. Uh, Knox, other associations that are disaffected at the moment. Uh, just fantastic. If this goes through and you have to pay double the rent, what effect is that going to have? I don't want to correct you, but it's actually triple. Oh, OK. <laughs> My maths yeah. has always been lousy. Um, we are in negotiations at the moment, so um, those those figures could change at any time. But it's an unsustainable uh, lease terms for us. Um, it would mean that we would just be passing on the cash grab to the members and the, and the participants of basketball. And we all know what value sport has in the Australian culture, um, except this local government, apparently. OK, would it mean that a lot of the fees that you would have to then charge players and their families, would that force a number of people out because they simply can't afford it? Well, absolutely. Frankston, the area, is known well. I don't have to describe what sort of um, social situations we have down here. People uh, turn to sport for um, their health and entertainment, and um, this 
type of um, lease terms would mean our prices would have to go up substantially and and in order to um, service that lease. So, um, yes, absolutely. And that, and obviously the people that are that are struggling already to pay for their um, sporting activities would, would be um, limited to what they could do. And of, course, and, of course, our conversation today has been dominated by crime and, of course, the youth crime is a major problem. Uh, sport, it, it's by all means not the only solution, but it can be part of the solution, can't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, young people involved in sport. We have we have some great people down at Frankston. Um, very rarely are we ever touched down there by uh, kids going wayward. Um, it's just something that uh, we don't really get in get in uh, get happening in, in our area because they they're offered something to do and. Um, they get involved and it's fantastic. Gary Emery, President of the Frankston and District Basketball Association, good luck with your campaign and if there's anything we can do to help, let us know. Fantastic. Thanks for your support, Nick. That was President Gary Emery on 3AW Radio. We caught up with him earlier this week and here's an update on where stadium negotiations are at currently. Uh, March, Monday, uh, basketball faithful and supporters turned out in huge numbers. 500-plus uh, people, consisting of our uh, state member of parliament for Frankston, Paul Edbrook, which was fantastic to see him there supporting us. Life members, um, Basketball Victoria's president and Nick Honey, their CEO, was there. Um, other disaffected uh, associations were supporting us as well. It was a huge thank you to the Victoria Police um, for keeping us safe, uh, many of who play in our basketball venue. Uh, the spirit and enthusiasm passion for this issue was evident on the day. Um, the ripples that you people have caused across the sporting public of Melbourne and, and potentially Victoria will be felt for some time to come. Hopefully your voices and message has been heard by the ward councillors and will reach a satisfactory lease outcome for you and those basketballers that are to follow you.